Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is the 3rd of December, 2021. I'm your host, Michael Debs. Joining me, as always, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle, at DankTheLuz. Also joining us, uh, a rare occasion these days, John, the producer from the Instagram handle, uh, at Discopathic. And our special guest, returning for the fourth time, uh, making uh, him our, our, I guess he was probably already our most returned guest at this point, but Teddy uh, K, our, our Russian history expert. Um, starting with uh, with Danko, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Um, I am worried about John. Um, I was... The performance wanted... reviews are gonna fucking get him. <laughs> I, I, I did want to check in with John about whether or not he has Havana Syndrome after the CIA has tried to assassinate him so many times. It's actually just been uh, me yeah. outside of his window with cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> you have a microwave full of cicadas that you just kind of wobble yeah. around. Yeah. I don't turn the microwave on. I'm not a monster. No. No. <laughs> But I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing very good. Uh, Glad to hear that. That's that's it's not, fantastic. It's not true. Yeah, I, mean, I know that's I'm, not true. But yeah. it's it's good that you lied about it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I was talking to someone in Australia, and oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, and I realized they're especially difficult to tell when they're being sarcastic because they always sound sarcastic. Right. Yeah, the, the accent kind of just lends itself towards that, doesn't it? And it must be terrible, though I would try it, having sex with an Australian. <laughs> not not oh, on wow. the table, yeah. but it must be yeah. horrible. Yeah, right? it's like, oh, this is so great. I'm not going to do an Australian accent. I'm not going to do it. But, oh, wow. Oh, awesome. Oh, that feels so good. And it just yeah. it would hurt my feelings, I feel like. But maybe I would like that. Put another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. 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 Cool. Racism against Australians. <laughs> what? Five minutes into the stream? Not even. Yeah. Well, we had we had to we had to market in an interesting <laughs> way because it's usually Italians, and this episode is a special episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it special? Uh, it's special. We'll get to that in a minute. We got to ask John how he's doing because I guess you yeah. got to feel like you're you're under the gun now, John. Two no call, no shows in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, good. Management, uh, management gave me my uh, final notice, uh, or uh, I'll be uh, fed alive to uh, toddlers. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, nope. I'm, I'm back and I'm positive. I showed up for work early today. Good. The, the yeah. PMA, the positive mental attitude. You know, yeah. no one ever asks management why we have all the toddlers, which is good. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to ask management. Yeah, yeah. 
Gislaine seems to be doing well. Would would management just have toddlers for no reason? Yeah, I mean, obviously to feed them. Yeah, oh, well, feed true. employees yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, of course, because uh, Teddy's going to be doing all the heavy lifting this episode. Uh, <laughs> Teddy, how are you doing, sir? I have I have so many questions. For example, John, can't you put in? A word with management or something i feel like you might have an in there you, you uh, should meet the hr lady first off you, yeah. you have to like disassociate and enter a fugue state and then take a bunch of uh drugs and and then she okay. appears, it's an ayahuasca thing she appears right. a, as a shadow in your dreams and um oh i've been there okay yeah oh yeah so it's, it's the sleep paralysis guest okay yeah 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 uh, i know no. When I said the N word on uh, on air, uh, <laughs> HR made me uh, torture an exact lookalike of myself to death. Yeah, my yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. Posit- we we split a psyche into two and made him fight. I, how positively Nietzschean <laughs> that is! My word, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, no, I'm just desperately waiting for the Zadarol to kick in. Um, and okay. I'm just, <laughs> we all. just absolutely fucking panicking. But other than that, um, hey, don't worry about it. You, you're doing, doing great. Yeah, yeah. I, and we're I all have, on I have here. an icebreaker to to bring this this conversation. Uh, Is this going to be a Russian joke? That's like Ooh. racist. No, it would never be that. <laughs> what kind of fish is this? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you if you think that I'm lowbrow enough to just do a racist Russian joke and not have yes. something hmm. more elaborate Un- and more unabashedly racist, so, <laughs> no, it's all good. I I have I have a much more elaborate thing going on. So I figured, you know, we're we're I, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with the Russian history aspect of it, but I, I I've been doing film reviews lately at the top of the uh, the show, um. What was it? Two weeks ago, we did uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, that was a good. That was a good review. I thought. Did they ever yeah. figure out what they do if he shits? No, that's never. That's never brought up in the movie. Though, well, though there, though there is ass sniffing, which is weird. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just rewatched or not rewatched. I've only seen it once. Everyone else has seen it a thousand times. Chernobyl, which I imagine is more or less the same thing that follows from when uh, uh, Clifford the Big Red Radioactive Communist Dog shit. Yes, um, probably. Yeah. yeah. Just lots of Borhan being <laughs> dropped out of helicopters. Up in the movie. <laughs> well, for me, when I when I was watching Chernobyl, I thought it was the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. But since then, I've oh, actually yeah. gone and. I've gone and done some reading, and apparently yeah. it's a horrible piece of propaganda shtick made what? to look the Soviet Union look bad. Go figure. So yeah, like uh, yeah, it's well they've done the they've done the material culture pretty well. I have a refreshing but, uh, thing for for us to talk yeah. about. Then I wanted to review a piece of Russian uh, film, obviously, mm-hmm. um, given that we're talking about the subject of Russian history. In in the the beautiful uh, array of Russian films you could watch by uh, you know, Tarkovsky and all of the greats, you chose. I chose. Uh, I think it's roughly based on a Dostoevsky novel. Um, it's isn't uh, everything roughly based on a Dostoevsky novel? It, it's this movie called uh, Black Widow. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> I made yeah. some some brief notes about it. Plotline is very simple. Uh, there's there's some Russians. They they live in America. They're spying on America, um, which is kind of rude in, in my opinion because I don't think America would do that back to Russia. Not at all. 
that's absolutely yeah, that's, not. Yeah, um, why would they? Yeah, no, absolutely not. The, the main Russian guy uh, who is uh, portrayed by a gentleman. Just really quick. Go yeah, ahead. just really quick. Is the actor that plays this man a Russian? Uh, well, uh, his name is uh, David Harbour. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, let me extend that a little bit further. Are any actors that play roles in this movie well, there's also uh, Russian? Uh, Florence Pugh and uh, okay. Scarlett Johansson. Are gotcha. those are okay. those Russian names? I'm not really familiar. Uh, could say okay, yeah. Oh, I have another. I have a follow up question. Okay. Is any Russian spoken in this movie? Uh, I think so. At some point, is any real Russian spoken? <laughs> yeah, is any is any real Russian spoken, or is it like Boondock Saints Russian? You guys are letting Which, me finish my review here. I, I feel, I no, feel no, like no. I'm being yeah. put in the gulag right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. uh, so there's some some pretty funny moments that happen in it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, first off, uh, once once the the little girls of the family, so the the Russian agent uh, portrayed by uh, David Harbor uh, is found oh, actually, out. Actually, I have I have no problem with the guy. He's actually a pretty good actor. Continue. He's a good actor, but uh, I'm not sure that he was well suited for this role. Uh, to be honest with you. Anyways, they get found out, and so they have to run away, and they they run to Cuba, of course, because. Uh, that's that's where you know the Russians infiltrated America from. Um, mm -hmm. Immediately, Through, uh... immediately the Russian troops are just like brutal to these poor little girls, uh, both of whom turn out to be uh, uh, secret Russian ballet assassins <laughs> later on. In life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all all little girls in Russia. Yeah, that. which honestly, like confirmed. Yeah, this is why America is losing. We don't have enough little ballet dancer assassin girls in our, our country yeah we just have crump and tap dancing <laughs> so real. Need, there's, there's very... like, go ahead sorry i feel like there's uh like a whole kind of a tangent we can follow here with needing to infiltrate cuba is there a place we can possibly do that in as uh, americans no i've never heard of it is there some sort of <laughs> inlets but if yeah. it does exist it does have a mcdonald's so that's cool okay oh we're not yeah. talking about oh. guantanamo we're talking about a different entry point i don't know yeah oh, okay. i don't know as far as military base on cuban territory goes yeah okay cool uh, so so when the, the little girls are told that they have to go back to russia uh, the the older they're girl insanely the... happy because of course they're going back home right so they're no no they're absolutely very just upset. over themselves they're very upset okay. and the older girl actually specifically says that she wants to go back to Ohio which I, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is is a realistic that, uh, that that's no. where I was like mm, this oh, might not ooh. be based in reality <laughs> I don't know yeah that that we was the one back to Ohio yeah. um, Wow. Amazing. Uh, immediately yeah. after the the girls are taken by the because the the Russian family isn't like a real family. It's just two girls were attached to two agents and right. they were supposed that's to pretend actually, as a family. That's actually how Russian families work. So that's actually yeah, pretty no, standard. No, no, no. standard. Yeah. That, I didn't want to bring that up, but it's it's useful mm -hmm. because surgically they, attached. They get taken away from their family and then they get sent to the. The little ballerina uh Russian gulag. girl. Of course, uh, everything's called a gulag. The, the yeah. ballerina gulag. The ballerina <laughs> assassin gulag. Uh -huh. uh, and then we're we're treated to like no shit, like three minutes of a really horrible cover of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, that over, rules. Over what a year montage is this? of uh 
This what? was just made, right? Like yeah, this a year was made ago. like uh, less than no, no, a year no. ago. I hope what I'm not year spoiling is anything this montage for taking oh, place? I don't know, the 80s? Oh, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's, before it's, in the, it's really it's in the It's in the 90s. Oh, okay, so it's, it is time appropriate. So it's, so it's post-Soviet then? It's time appropriate, but it's uh, this really cringy, like, confusing you know, movie. put everything in the key of A so it sounds haunting sort of cover. Oh, so it's like it's got the flatness going on? Okay. Yep. A little um, bit of A flat going yeah. on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's some stuff where where the the little girls are aren't little girls anymore. Um, mm-hmm. one one of them, uh, Black Widow, uh, portrayed by Scarlett Johansson. That's her proper name. That's her. That's her. Like that's her. Yeah, she's really named Scarlett Johansson. That's her baptismal name, Black Widow. Okay. Oh no! In the in the in the uh, the Black Widow character is named Natasha Necrover uh... or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to point out a couple things here. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the Black Widow spider is not endemic to Russia. I think no, it's a it new does world seem animal. Like it would be out of place. That's number one. And, and number two, of course, she has the last name <laughs> of the uh, royal dynasty yeah. in a Soviet state. Yeah. That just makes wanted sense. to point. Just just wanted to point those two things out. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Probably wouldn't make it there, but she's the one that becomes American, anyways. Gotcha. Uh, the yeah, one yeah. that doesn't become American, which is uh, Florence Pugh. Um, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. her name. Um, but anyways, uh, she's carrying out a hit in a third world country, and they just like there's, there's <laughs> gunfire. Just a random third world country. There's there's yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think it's ever identified what the third world country is. But 1990, 1997, no. the global south. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a it's, a it's, country on the world's economic periphery. It's dusty. It could either be um, somewhere, somewhere says, in India or somewhere in the Middle East. I couldn't tell. Subtext just says Ohio. so so uh in this third world country two women brutally fight in the middle of the street and there's just people walking around like nothing's happening um because that's that's i guess how uh how things roll in the third world oh yeah no uh you know countries in the global south are not known for their extraordinarily repressive police social media yeah social media social Social media media. (laughs) (laughs) um Then there's a at some point uh, Natasha Black Widow whatever you want to call her her mm-hmm. and the Avengers have a falling out so she has to go. Oh, it's a Marvel movie. Okay, I forgot yeah, about it that. is a, it is a Marvel movie. That's good. Um, her and the That's Avengers very exciting. are no longer on good terms, so she has to go into hiding. She is it because she's a Russian? Uh, no, it's because she's a enemy of the state or something like that. I don't know. It's it's, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! It really is because she's a Russian. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah it might be. <laughs> Um, she does absolutely nothing to change her appearance. Um, mm-hmm. Mind you, she's a super spy, um, mm-hmm. and she's going into hiding, and she's also world famous at this point in the Avengers storyline. But it's her walks... job to look like Scarlett Johansson. What is her superpower again? <laughs> her superpower is being a an assassin ballerina. Her superpower is being able to speak no Russian whatsoever? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually okay. think she does not speak any Russian at all in the film. Gotcha. Um I, I mean, like how much worse would that be? Like, like a one-liner, like she kills someone. She's like, "Dust for die." Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> not, not even, not even that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, it is a Marvel movie, not a fucking dark horror comic. <laughs> um. So she does nothing to change her appearance. Uh, at one point, she's driving a like a Land Rover kind of vehicle. It gets hit with a with a rocket blast that like topples it like I don't know fifty feet away. 
It, do, okay. it rolls over several times, but the the vehicle. But she pirouettes out of it. Uh, is the I Land mean, Rover kind of basically? Yeah. 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 Is the Land Rover logo tastefully kind of like shot? It, yeah, it gets blown off the, the, the truck and it lands. This is very well, tasteful. You know, they, they, okay, do yeah. the, they do the driving away scene where you can't help but just focus on the uh, the emblem as it's you know kind as of it pulling focuses, out of as frame. As it zooms in on her Sony laptop that she's yeah. typing into. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's also, uh, I think it's BMW is the other one that's just like, how far are we in how appropriate? My God, let me tell you about I'm, how I'm appropriate almost BMW done with the is. Notes because I stopped taking them at, at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how important BMW is to the history of Russia. Yeah, My sure. God. That, that's a good um, segue. Uh, before, yeah. before we get into that, though, um, yeah. David, David Harbour's character is. Uh, uh, tattooed all over the place, and he has a, he has a tattoo on his knuckles. So he's a criminal. He he is he does end up in a gulag, even though he like helped the Russian state. They send him to the gulag, but on one on one set of knuckles he has uh, Carl, and then on the other set of knuckles he has Marks tattooed on Which his knuckles. Which is based in in English though. In, it's in a, English. It's in yes. English. Yes. Okay. Yes. Of yeah. course, it's in English. Um, right. Okay, just checking. So, uh, guys, I, I'm sorry. I, I need to do this just because <laughs> that no one, I've never heard anyone do this, and it's really, it's been eating at me. Okay. All right. Go all ahead. right. What do you, what do you call, what do you call a, sorry, I have to. This is a race. This, this really Racist sucks. Okay. What do you call a Russian's penis? Uh, it's a gulag. Oh, man. It's a log that makes goo. Yeah. Russian's penis. Can you, Andy, make, can, you, you have some... can you can you ban him? <laughs> can you can you mute him permanently? For some reason, no one's ever made that yeah. joke before. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I'll I'll talk to HR, but I can't promise anything. I can't even fire people clearly... that don't show up. So you guys aren't Seriously. rushing me out of here anytime soon. Oh my god, I've never ever heard that one before. I've never heard that one before. Teddy, oh my god, you have some some history for us. I yeah. Can we please? Please mention the most important thing about this entire episode, finally, now that we're 20 minutes into the fucking thing. Oh, yeah, what, um, this is, uh, this is episode, uh, six and nine. Oh, my nice. God. Have nice. we made, did I make it in? You made mm-hmm. it in. I oh, mean, my God. You made it in, and we also made it in. Holy uh, that's shit. How, that's how the whole thing works. Ideally, yeah, we're both making <laughs> yeah. it in at the same time. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the point. Well, women have wow. uh, internal genitalia. No, please, I I need to hear this. Well, are, if it's are straight, there, I guess are there it's, any it's women on the podcast because, right now? No, <laughs> sorry, I just mm. I'm I'm distracted. Yeah. As far as anybody else knows, I'm just a silhouette. You know, so you like are, you're not even yeah. a silhouette. You're just you're just a name. Yeah, yeah. You're you are you are the the darkness. You are I could be the I could be two dimensional as far as people know. So well, yeah, you're the sleep paralysis demon that we've been talking about having <laughs> on this true. podcast for forever. Yeah, show up and like do like an actually culturally appropriate Russian thing, but yeah. people in America don't recognize it as such. That actually happens to me a lot. Exactly this, yeah. where oh. I am laying down at night and I. I kind of like wake up and I can't move and I can barely breathe. And mm-hmm. then uh, a, a, a small man uh, Rumpel still skin. Le- levitates over me and starts telling me facts about Peter the Great. <laughs> okay. And it goes on for, for an eternity. Mm-hmm. And you would think I would like it, but you know, dream logic is confusing and That's it's true. terrifying. It's the inverse. Yeah. Like for example, yeah. I had a dream recently where I only had one week until Christmas break, woke up ready to go, man. But yeah, 
Damn. Yeah. Sorry to hear oh, that, dude. That's, I know. It was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I had a dream when I was a kid that I had a collection of Pokemon cards. I but you woke I, up and you didn't have any. Oh, I didn't have any Pokemon oh, cards. Oh, I like two because I stole them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to steal people's Game Boy to play Pokemon on. That's a, I, I had but did it. you keep it? No, I brought it back. Yeah. I ran out of battery. That's powering. <laughs> ran out of battery. Cow. Could you replace these batteries? You, yeah. I need to keep playing on your, yeah. your Pokemon game. All right. We, we've gotten the, the important thing about the podcast out of the way. Yeah, 69. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe Rose. it. I really made it in. That's yeah, made we, it in. We, I'm we, genuinely we saved this. this one for you. Oh, we did. Actually, I Thank wanted you. you on last week, but you couldn't make it. So I'm sorry. All right. Uh, really quick though, um, <laughs> just just one really quick thing about uh, portrayals of portrayals of Russians in media. Um, we don't ever use flasks, ever. Any media that portrays Russians drinking out of flasks is false. It's just it's bottles. Just, it's yeah. just straight out of the bottle. No, well, tea is drunk out of glasses. You never, never. No one's drinking tea out of a flask, though. No, the flasks you, are not a thing. Flasks are an American thing. But what do you drink? Uh, out of shot glasses. But you don't yeah. have like a shot glass in your pocket. No, you if, just don't. So booze on the run. That's not a thing. You sit down with your family. Or with your friends. First, that's right. <laughs> first, no, 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 you don't first get, do eat, you don't and get then you drink in front of your wife and kids. You get, get drunk, drunk with, with your wife and kids. Okay. <laughs> Actually, up until very recently, it was considered extraordinarily like a uh, passe for women to drink. Again, Russia's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a little bit more, it's a European country. There's a little bit more behind the times and, and, and like growing up, like my mom would never drink. So she's got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, but uh, good for her. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, you sit down, you, 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 you have some salad, then you drink, you, you have some soup and then you drink and then you have your main course and then you drink some more and then you have tea, but then you're also drinking and then you uh, uh, sing a little bit, then you dance a little bit, then you start crying, then you kind of loop back. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. So it's just like America, except you guys have, have salad. Um, <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay. And there's a lot more tears, yeah. at least for me. Um, you, you know, you know, um, I've been thinking that it would be really cool if my mom started drinking too. Mm. I think yeah. you should be a lot cooler if she was an alcoholic. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. a lot cooler if you drank a lot. It'd be, be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that as, as I mean, I, I don't know that we would call ourselves progressives per se. I guess in American parlance, we don't have a lot of other options. But as progressive people, um, we, uh, we should insist on all women becoming alcoholics. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hearing based on. As, this, a, as a direct yeah, counterpoint. And, it's yeah, as a direct right. counterpoint to the prohibition, just kind yeah. of closing the loop. I mean, it's yeah. 19, it's 2020. Yeah. It's been 101 years that women have had the uh, the uh, the franchise. Uh, the first thing they did with it was an act of prohibition. Yeah, uh, it's you know, I think I think it's time to close the loop on that. It's, and, it's and, time and, to yeah. stop gatekeeping the girls at the entrance to the tree fort. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, the vote ban fortification is for everyone. Girl, but, boss your way to a bottle of pop <laughs> No, <laughs> my God. Well, another, another fucking thing. Yeah, no. This is this is now officially. Uh, I gripe about uh, fucking stereotypes. Hour. Vodka is not made out of potatoes. Okay. Some of it is not. Some most of it is. Of it, not most Some of it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that vodka is made in Poland. 
Isn't Russian that, vodka is made out of wheat. I was going to say, okay, I thought it was wheat, uh, yeah. Now, there's a, there's a huge fucking lawsuit about it in the 80s where Poland and Russia tried to prove to each other who came up with vodka first because both claim it as being the inventors. And it was scientifically proven, or at least, you know, as close as it can be through documents and shit because Russia went hard uh, that uh, technically vodka appears 10 years earlier in uh, Russia than it did in Poland. And again, these are such fluid fucking things because things like borders and lands, things that I actually plan on getting into today. I talk about, I uh, plan on talking about Poland quite a bit today because it figures into the story. Um, borders as such were not like a hard thing until after the peace of Westphalia, after the 30 years war. And even then they were regularly fucking violated. Um so, you know, unless there was a river in place, it was always up in the air where a border was, specifically within lands that the peasants of which spoke very similar languages, uh, prayed to the same God, uh, followed very, very similar traditions. Uh, and this kind of ties into modern events, uh, actually very, very current events. Um, the you, whole you talk about you like know, linguistic orders and stuff like that. Sure. But also, yeah, I mean, the entire Eastern Europe, I mean, that, that we're going to hit that heavily when it's time for World War One, when it's time for World War Two. Those are the lands the most heavily affected. But yeah, in, in, in five years, when we get to World War One, um, we'll um, we'll hit that hard. But at the same time, it's important to establish that sort of shit. Uh, the let's say the territories of the current nation states of Belarus, Poland, Russia, Ukraine, Latvia, Estonia and Lithuania have historically been very, very fluid. Uh, a variety of different people have lived in them, a variety of different ethnicities, religions. It's been this very big mixing thing. And nowadays, again, I have to like for the, well, now it's scientifically proven to be more than one listener. Congratulations, guys. Um, they are all one listener. <laughs> sure, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, is that, did you just dox yourself, John? <laughs> I think I might have. Did you just fucking dox yourself, bud? No, no, no. There's someone is going to fucking walk around with a goddamn yeah. metal detector. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that entire kind of As flatlands seen here on planet Earth as seen here on Google Maps. Um, all these lands have been fluid um, throughout early in the Middle Ages when mostly nomads lived there. And then you see the Middle Ages, uh, you see the, the Kingdom of Poland, the Grand Duchy of Lithuania, and then the Teutonic Knights. Um, and then they're kind of semi-successors, but that's not technically correct. They were a separate order, the Livonian order. And then you had the German cities of the Baltic, which were, uh, if we know anything about the North Baltic, the Baltic was actually a huge trade lane. That's where most of the Hanseatic League was based on. If you guys remember anything at all from medieval history class or any kind of world history class, the, the Hanseatic League was this huge medieval trade fucking thing. Uh, the Russian city of Novgorod was part of it. But, you know, the German cities of Bremen and Hamburg and Frankfurt, you might recognize some of those. Maybe not Frankfurt, but Hamburg and Bremen for sure. Lübeck and a bunch of these cities in Pomerania, which is northern Germany nowadays and uh, part of northern Poland. So that kind of the the little hump there of poland touching the um touching the baltic sea that's part of pomerania um, a lot of wars were fought over this um kind of area because it's economics uh, it, it, it wasn't to get the the cute little dogs 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, if we really, if we really want to dig deep, I mean, the no, deep no. state. If you rearrange the letters, everything of Pomerania, mm-hmm. it, it says you know woof woof. So no, it's, uh, it's just in Pomeranian. Yeah. No, so Pomerania changed hands many, many times, and this is going to figure into our story um, because at this point, parts of Pomerania are Swedish. Uh, Sweden conquered these lands as part of the Thirty Years' War, and I think maybe a little bit even before. Um, the whole reason Sweden was involved in the Thirty Years' War was because its ally, France, uh, asked it to be involved. Uh, again, see, you see how I'm kind of grasping on a variety of things and don't really know where to hang my hook in because everything's fucking connected. I think this is what episode four or five of me yeah. yelling, yelling into yeah. the ether. And you see that fucking landmass that's right there that John has so kindly um, elicited for us. You see how all those fucking lands are contiguous and yes. uh, like are next to one another. This, this is, this is a fun fact that's going to help us later. Uh, is the fact that all these fucking land that, that a borders are fake and to this day it doesn't fucking matter uh, and it shouldn't matter but um people have been moving and living around these lands for a while and a lot of those borders are uh, pretty close together you know uh, us living in the states oftentimes we kind of forget that sort of thing we live in a relatively large country um europe is not big um it is not a big place but there are a vast variety of ethnicities, languages, uh, very, very polarizing social groups that live there. Um, and uh, let, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me give you uh, guys a quick um, fucking crash course in Poland. And then, of course, obviously, if, if, if there's people that are really paying attention, they're going to be like, well, at this time, it's not Poland. It's the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. And that's correct. Because, again, this this, this kind of uh, this, 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 yeah, fucking nerds, shut up. Uh, but uh, Poland, as such, I'm going to use the shorthand Poland. I apologize for anybody who's Belarusian or Lithuanian listening. Um, we, don't, is, we don't have any of those. No, not yet. We don't allow them. Yeah. But again, these lands that are in uh, modern news, they're, they're in current events. There's military buildup in Belarus facing Poland, U- Russia, and Ukraine. This shit echoes down through the centuries to today. But um, it's the 17th century. We're walking back before Peter again. It's important. Um, even before then, the 16th century, the 15th century, Poland, which is a kingdom, uh, gets into a personal union with Lithuania, which is actually a lot bigger than it's than it is today lithuania at the time was one of the last um pagan places left in europe which is why after the failure of the first set of crusades into the holy land palestine um uh, you know the christian knights really wanted some ass to kick still like they were like you know where can i get this shit where can I get the loot? Where can I get all this bullshit and kind of get away with it? Because that's what feudalism requires. Feudalism requires ever expanding land. Feudalism it requires constantly, you know, we, we talked about the slave owning societies require captured populations. Feudalism requires increasing lands. Capitalism requires entry into new markets. It's, it's, it's the, the beast must grow. Otherwise it fucking starts eating itself. So Teutonic Knights, Livonian Knights base themselves on that uh, Baltic coast of Estonia, Latvia, parts of Lithuania that are there uh, on the coast. There are German populations there at this point. In the Middle Ages, there are German populations there that are there for hundreds of years. There are Russian populations that live very, very close to them and have for a while. Uh, we can uh, kind of 
uh, take a step back and even analyze the uh, language of what are Russians, what are, you know, any of this. Uh, for example, uh, during the 16th, 17th century, the, um, the monarchy that's based out of Moscow in Western sources, specifically in Poland, is called Muscovy or, you know, the, the kingdom or the czardom of Muscovy or whatever. And that is a very, uh, that is a political choice that was made instead of calling it uh, the kingdom of the Rus or the, the, because the Russians called themselves the Rus, Rus, Rusine, uh, from where the word uh, Russians or Ruski came from. That's a Greek word. Um, but the Polish called the Muscovites because the Grand Duchy of Lithuania had been systematically conquering territories in modern day Belarus, which had at the time, again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very gentle at the time, they frankly had uh, ethnic populations that were very, very similar between themselves as Russians and current day Belarusians and current day uh, Ukrainians. Again, this is, this is centuries ago. And at the time, these ethnicities were much, much closer together. Essentially, they were, they were part of this whole Rus situation. Another completely invented term, and I could get stoned for this, is Ruthenian. You guys may have heard that term before. Uh, again, that's a term that was invented in the West to describe um, East Slavic populations or Russians, Belarusians, or Ukrainians that were under the control of Western powers like, like Poland. And Polish, let's, let's remember, Polish are Slavs too. They're West Slavs. You have the East Slavs, the West Slavs, and the South Slavs, or Yugo Slavs. Um, so... Uh, again, uh, you, you have these, but the, the politicization of language, again, that's why I'm actually trying to be very, very careful because again, you go out there on the internet and you say, oh, Ukrainians are all Russians and you're going to get fucking death threats because there's literally almost a war being fought right now uh, about this sort of shit, you know, whether or not Ukraine deserves to be part of Russia or whether, you know, Ukraine is a sovereign na nation state. There were complex relations during the Soviet Union. These are all very, very charged words. These are very charged topics to this day. And they're only getting even more charged. So you want to talk about powder keg? There's your other fucking powder keg here in Eastern Europe. People feel very, very strongly about it. Um, there's, you know, obviously people try to use history or linguistics or sociology or the, these kind of studies as essentially political um, pawns, essentially just, just to say, oh, well, actually, these are all hereditary lands of Russia. Uh, that's correct. But it has nothing to do with current ethnicities and current nation states. And current, so you know, it's kind of one of those irrelevant things. So you have a lot of people in Russia that are saying, well, these, these Ukrainians are essentially Russians. That's where, because in the end, Kiev, we talked about Kiev, that was the first Russian city. But this is before Russians were called Russians. These are these were just East Slavs conglomerating together. That was a thousand years ago. You can't use that kind of fucking language to motivate current day political conquests, that sort of shit. I just wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to say that right now. Uh, speaking uh, of uh, conquest, uh, Teddy, mm. I what's want up? to know if you can uh, tell me uh, how uh, the uh, this right here, this uh, the. The penis of Lithuania uh -huh. and the the pussy <laughs> of Belarus. Go uh, and zoom in there. Uh, is there yeah. a river there by any chance? This little cutout of yeah. Border can you here? zoom in? Can you zoom in and see if there's a river there? Usually, a lot of times borders are formed by rivers um, or some kind of like rivers, impassable terrain. Some sort of yeah. It looks like I can't. Again, this is on the stream. It's oh. so freaking. No, it's a road. Yeah. So again, a lot of the stuff oh. is. Uh, uh, was frankly arbitrarily determined 
Yeah. Uh, during the Soviet Union, there were some territorial changes, for example, in the hotly contested uh, Donetsk region. The, Don, the, uh, the, the Donbass region, which, of course, you may remember from 2014, <laughs> there being a fucking war fought over mm -hmm. to this day. Um, there are arguments that, hey, well, in the Soviet Union in you know, 1925, uh, the Soviet Union gave this territory over to the Ukrainian SSR, which is the Soviet Socialist Republic, one of the con uh, contingent states of the Soviet Union, and therefore should be rightfully Ukrainian. And then there's people like, oh, no, it was Russia to give away, so it's Russia's to take back, so it should be Russian. Um, whereas in reality, the Soviet Union was operating under the principle of this is my own internal territory. I'm just going to organize it, how it's administratively easy. Again, it has no bearing on current shit. And um, that makes things very difficult because all the sides have a point and all the sides are also fucking wrong. You know, um, so, you know, you have national self-determination on one side, you have historic ethnicities on another. It's again, I, I hope that I, again, I'm staring into my computer and the chat is just like little fucking worms crawling. I can't tell if people are typing anything or if people are upset, but it's kicking in, baby. Steady on your end, you can, you can change the view so that I'm like the main view and you should be able to read the no chat idea how to fucking do that i can only it's, it's do it when it's the screen don't make uh, them technology yeah no there's no fucking way i all still right. can't see it well, but that's all good i'll let you I know mean, if we're, anybody's we're also... calling you bad names nobody yeah. nobody has no, they these. are um, that's good that's good <laughs> but, but um well, i mean we're also talking about a part of the world that uh that's full of countries that name themselves things like belarus careful <laughs> right no, no, careful. No, no, no. genuinely this is this, this is a, this is a point i'm making where belarus if, if i'm not wrong simply means this is where the white russians are white russian yeah yeah right. white russia so so it's it's like a a bunch of countries that are arbitrarily naming themselves slightly differently i mean yugoslavia mm -hmm. versus right, right? like sure. all I, and and it's it's all inherently part of this this conflict of of saying we're not those other guys we are mm -hmm. us uh, yes. and so yeah it's it's and to a it's lot of these that. to a lot of these former Soviet republics um, this is an incredibly important uh, part of their modern day state identity they've course, yeah. you know they've broken uh, they've broken with Russia it is incredibly important for them to assert their own identity and I, I i support that i mean it's it's so again if you if, if you meet someone from ukraine and you call them a russian they might be polite to you but they're they're fucking furious inside or they might be they might welcome it they might be an ethnic russian living in ukraine it's it's that kind of fucking thing so uh, well, again in know, the states everybody thinks it's all part of russia anyway and that's you know in a way even me who is a russian and i'm like yes of course it should all be but, but, you know but like obviously i don't but um, I even find myself like saying like, no, that's, you know, that's this, and this is this, and this is a very complex fucking thing. And I'll keep kind of picking at it a little bit more. It, it should be again, noted that, that this phenomenon you're talking about is not in any ways unique to this region. I mean, it, absolutely the same not. thing happens in all sorts of countries in the Middle East. Um, yes. I mean, we, we currently have the China Taiwan situation. Um, yep. Even in even in the U.S., you have like if you call somebody from uh, uh, Louisiana like an Alabama, a Yankee, or something, <laughs> yeah, call I mean, you, or even closer, like if you call them like an Alabamian or something, like they'll, they'll fucking get irate with you. A, a lick in that, yeah. All right. yeah. 
Checkmate, Lincoln. I love that shit. Dude. It's very good. Um, <laughs> even down to like the slurs in, in the shit. South that people Man. will accept. Like if you call somebody from the wrong region a coon ass, they'll be like, I'm not a coon ass. I'm a hillbilly. Are you, you allowed to say that? I yeah, that's why I, that. I, My... I prefer not to use that term at all, obviously. Sure. But, no, um, no, no, no. A coon ass is a. Uh, is uh, actually... Stop saying it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a term for swamp folk. It's not a, it's not okay. a, uh, it's not a term for black people. And I assume there's people that take pride in that kind of identity. Like they're used. Well, there's exactly always what I'm saying is, is yeah. you call the wrong person that they'll, they'll get offended they'll at you like, and they'll say, they'll no, like, I'm a hillbilly, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> right, right, right. And the rest yeah. will say, no, that's my word. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Before we get too lost in the weeds here. Yeah. Um, which we there are a lot. There, the weeds, there are a lot. There are a lot of weeds to be had here. I wanted to make a note that a it's a very complicated situation. B there very well in the near future be a war fought here, oh, and I don't want to see it happen yeah. uh, because modern day Russia, or rather the government of modern day Russia, thinks it's the Soviet Union still, and it has the power capacity of the Soviet Union, and it simply does not. There are many, many manifold reasons for this. We, again, in about six or seven years, when Russia has finally been defeated and brought to kneel, um, we will discuss this as we reach the modern era of Russia. And Russia will just be this kind of thing where, you know, oh, there used to be a country named Russia. Now it's just a glowing fucking nuclear wasteland. <laughs> but um, again, and I, and I will be very, very sad because there are beautiful, beautiful places in Russia. And, and there's, you know, really good people in Russia, just like there are beautiful people in uh, Ukraine and Belarus. And what? oh, don't ever say the Ukraine. Don't ever say the Ukraine. Is that's, that a not, dog that's not a thing. <laughs> that's, it's, that's, that's a dog whistle that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The only excuse is if you're talking about the geographical region. Hmm. I get. I think that's the only one. But uh, it's. I mean, I guess it's the United States. You're allowed to say that. But don't say the Ukraine. Is John looking up porn again? I can't read it. I can't see it. Yeah, it's too small. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find it's dealer's choice. We'll find it. <laughs> He's looking up yeah. beautiful places in Russia. Oh, yeah. that could have been dangerous. Yeah. Uh, look I'm up, just look, uh, fact checking uh, Teddy to see if there yeah. are beautiful places in Russia. Is, is yeah. he correct? Um, are there pretty places mm -hmm. in Russia? Can you really quick type these, in the word Paterhof for me? P-E-T-E-R-H-O-F. These are just normal places with the saturation turned up. Oh, F. Well, if we're talking about that, then Russia should be completely covered with uh, snow, gray skies. And of course, naturally, there should be dudes with machine guns. Yeah. 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 Paterhof, not prison. Oh, yeah. Paterhof Palace. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. That's one of my favorite places ever. Uh, the, uh, those, those fountains are um, they're gilded with real gold. Oh, that's that was peter's summer summer resin it's not fully gold but it's it's gilded um there were horrific battles fought here during world war ii and then they restored most of it um you know the evil soviet union restored it um uh, and you know used it as a free museum for anybody man how fun would it be to kill and be killed in that building i don't think they ever reached like it. It, i think they just i think they just <laughs> they bombarded it with artillery. Uh, we'll, talk, oh, okay. we'll talk about when we talk about the siege of Leningrad. I'll get, I'll get uncomfortably fucking personal with it. Oh. Um, Were you there? Yes, I was there. <laughs> it's, it's like that, no. that, that peep show thing. Those children have no idea what it was like in Stalingrad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people know about Leningrad. Again, once we, I don't know, maybe if the listeners 
the listeners want us to uh, the listeners wish us to hop around or if they have um, a request for me to address a specific time or whatever instead of just going chronologically like I have been we could perhaps you know hop over to World War II at some point but uh, I'm going to go ahead and veto that we don't don't listen to the listener we don't take take suggestions that's true listener I'm so sorry pal I, I don't even know how to gender you uh, god bless though <laughs> yeah. i just yeah. but uh <laughs> it <laughs> stay down wait a minute I've, haven't i read that in a book somewhere yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. please go again, on but, uh, again walking it back uh Peterhof was built with slave labor so yeah. what that building's built by slaves uh, yes, that's what Russian serfs were. They were they were functionally slaves. Um, yeah, that, um, some pretty that, talented like, slaves. If you matter of fact, I've actually, I've actually been I've actually uh, been there slash uh, uh, fucking goddamn it. plantation Versailles. Essentially, yeah, I've been there. And that, <laughs> yeah. that that amazing. Um, I've been to the pump room for that fountain. And they say you take me to the pump room for that fountain. There was small children. <laughs> There were small children oh, no. okay, that, had yeah. to, that had to crawl through those pipes. And oh, because their hands them. are real small. Yeah. Yeah. There were small children of serfs that had to crawl around and fix them. <laughs> that so, sucks. <laughs> so I guess what I was trying to tell you know, when we had that big map open and we mm. were talking about ethnicities and nationhood, um, I would like to kind of hammer home the point that all of that shit is irrelevant. Um, and if you just give me a second, it's because, oh, God, here we go. Child <laughs> um, oh, Yeah. That all of these people currently. No. Oh, no, no. oh, are these the, the um, Russian this children this you were talking about? Yeah. yeah, they look like they're having a great time. Those look those look well fed. So no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but, one, of, uh, one of them is dressed actually, up as yeah. Mario. Well, there's the muddy one. Yeah. Um, I guess the point I was trying to make is uh, all these ethnic hatreds and religious hatreds and all that shit uh, are beside the point of the fact that they've been oppressed by a very similar class throughout time um, that actually that actually saw itself across borders of states or whatever as its equal uh i think i may have talked about the whole fact that uh when crusading knights were on crusades they saw saracen and uh turkish knights as their equals does he have a horse he's got a horse does he have armor he's got armor is he in charge he's in charge these are my people i can deal with them you know, so like, like 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 nobility from other countries, nobility from other kingdoms and shit was actually treated humanely, far more human than you would treat your own fucking peasant or serf. Yeah, That's I always mean, been the case. G- game recognizes yeah. game. It's There's... like when you're at the barbecue <laughs> and like a bunch of dads like kind of converge together. He and Marxism call this class. Fresh, <laughs> <laughs> he wear, he's wearing new balances. We call this uh, we call this class camp. solidarity in Marxism, by the way. Right. <laughs> no, I was going to say it does it does seem yeah. like you're going on a, uh, a class reductionist arc here, which I do approve of. Mm. So please continue. Yeah, everything everything's class, and, and um, it's 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 notable in history that anytime like a war is fought, um, you know, it's the nobles are always attempted to be captured rather than killed, and. Usually mm-hmm. the nobles are treated quite like they'll be in prison, but they'll be like in prison in like a gilded cage sort of. Scenario. It's considered um, it's considered outside the the norm when a bunch of knights are killed. That's why battles like uh, Crecy, Poitiers, and Azincourt uh, stand out because there's a bunch of French nobility killed there. Um, 
that sort of thing. Yeah, no, uh, you, you expect to not die unless, you know, freak accident, chance, yeah, whatever. You get stuck by some peasants. fucking, yeah, you get stuck by some peasant or whatever accidentally. Um, shit happens. You know, you die of diarrhea. Everybody dies of fucking diarrhea. Diarrhea and, and is not. Uh, and if you're the peasant that kills the noble of an opposing army, you get your ass beat. You get, <laughs> yeah, you, you cost it. Yeah, you cost us a fucking uh, ransom, you asshole. Uh, and uh, um, by, by the way, one of the one of the listener uh, did mention Teddy. Mm. Um, and, oh, yeah. uh, it's a I imagine I imagine the inside of Teddy's brain looks like the Pet Peterhof Palace. Oh God! Is that nice? Just serves, just, just full fucking, of, just full yeah. of slave children. Yeah, just full slave children. Just rapes. Oh my God! Yeah, just, uh, some Jesus. Well, they can't be music playing. You in can't the see them in these rooms, of course. They're they're in the walls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being pummeled by all artillery. Yeah. Kids falling out of the Jesus drywall. <laughs> would, would you say that yeah. the the <laughs> surf children are are structural to the? Uh, yeah. The yeah. You can't remove that. That's a structural <laughs> child. We'll be yeah, we'll be, child. Please do not remove that. <laughs> we'll be dealing with all sorts of shit as we deal with the 18th and 19th century. Oftentimes, you'll have, um, let's say, people that lean a little bit to the right. Uh, will say, "Look at what we've lost." When yeah. and they'll point to pictures of these beautiful fucking places. Look at look at this is what we have lost through the Soviet Union through you know communism or whatever look at what we've uh, all of this shit was made possible through a tiny 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 fractional minority oppressing a gigantic population and using it for resources labor taxation um yeah essentially as they saw fit anyway that's, that's, we were talking about poland weren't we let's we're walk it all the way back <laughs> let's back walk it all the way back, back. john Mar yes. Marching back on Poland. Back in the yeah. late, either fuck, either late 14th or early 15th century, there is uh, a personal union between uh, the Kingdom of Poland and the Grand Duchy of Lithuania, which I have mentioned at this point has conquered lands in present day Belarus, present day Russia, um, and I think maybe even present day Ukraine. That's correct. Yeah. So the Grand Duchy of Lithuania is actually really large. Oh. And it calls itself the Grand Duchy of Lithuania and uh Rus or whatever like or, or Ruthenia or whatever because it has these claims staked that it keeps conquering it keeps closing in matter of fact the eastern borders of uh the Grand Duchy of Lithuania if you want to zoom in close to Moscow if you can find the city of uh Smolensk Smolensk for me uh that's where they ended uh, oh man, oh, they didn't put any oh, of these in English. Oh, here it is. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So Smolensk was actually Lithuanian territory. Which which Smolensk, by the way, means small and small. So small. where so where was God. Belarus in this time? Just like Belarus was considered to be Lithuania. Oh, okay. So again, I'm so the Lithuania itself is actually very close to like the ethnic borders of Lithuania are pretty close to what they are today. So you had ethnic Lithuanians, which formed both peasants and nobility. And then you had uh, essentially uh, Belarusians, or they could be called Ruthenians. They could be called just Russians or, or Rus or whatever. The term Russian doesn't arise until the reign of Ivan III, who had a Greek wife. And the Greeks uh, called the land here Rusia. Hence Russia, hence Russia, hence all that. You know, that's where that comes from. Um, so again, not stepping on anybody's toes. This is where it was. So they, they're united by this act of union, the kingdom of Poland, the Grand Duchy of Lithuania. I think it was Yagailo, the Grand Duke, and Yadviga, 
the Queen of Poland, they get married, personal union, but it's not one country. It's uh, an example of what happens, the two endpoints of feudalism. One endpoint of feudalism is Louis XIV France, an absolute state. L'état c'est moi. I am the state. Everything is centralized. You centralize everything so thoroughly. You curtail the power of the nobility so thoroughly that everything goes through you. That is one way into which feudalism can go, is into the centralized kind of enlightenment um, absolutist kind of state. Another way it could uh, develop is into what the Commonwealth became. It became more and more and more subsectionalized, sub-sectored, and the nobles started exerting more and more power. So much so that you guys may or may not have remembered reading about the Polish parliament uh, because it was in fact a Commonwealth. Uh, it was the Latin name is res publica, the common thing. The direct translation into the Polish language is rich pospolita, which is Commonwealth or Republic um, of Poland. So rich pospolita polska. But again, it's not just Poland. Um, was it a republic? You can quickly ask. Yes, it absolutely was. And uh, the counter to that could be like, well, of course, it couldn't possibly have been democratic. It wasn't. Only the nobles had the power to vote. Um, so in the nobles in that case were considered the people. And anyone that couldn't vote, they weren't even considered people. So um, we may have talked about this. But no, actually, I know we talked about this before. Poland and Lithuania and all these places had a lot of nobility. They had a lot of really small houses, a lot of impoverished families at this point. Um, but they all treasured this ability to A, vote, and B, veto just about anything that fucking happens. And these uh, assemblies of the Commonwealth could nowadays be compared to essentially medieval fairs or Renaissance fairs or whatever. They were essentially that kind of party atmosphere. Everybody would come in. Everybody would socialize. Everybody would drink. People would joust. Some fighting would break out, whoring around, all that, all that good shit. And then eventually they would come to decide something. You know, this is how they elected their king. And all it took is one dissenting voice to nullify anything that had just been fucking talked about. Can you imagine how much of a fucking uncomfortable, inconvenient fucking system, if you think the filibuster is bad, one person out of an assembly of thousands could stand up and say, I don't permit it. It doesn't, you could be from the smallest house possible. That's it. Not only was the fucking motion canceled, but I think at one point they actually had to shut down for the day. Damn. Then they come back the next day. Yeah, it was it was like that. So the nobility, of course, treasured this. But was it really like that? Not so much. What really happened was, is you had the most rich of the nobles, the magnates, they were called. <laughs> they formed part power blocks. And then they had retainer nobles, which essentially voted as they did. Um, and then, of course, if you know, if anybody was trolling um, that if, if someone was just fucking around just to fuck around, they could relatively easily just be fucking killed yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah they very easily could just be fucking, like if it's, if it's yeah one if of those Joe Bob on is, paper but uh functionally no yeah. you can't do that sort of things yeah 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 yeah. you could you have this yeah they called it golden liberty um and the uh, liberum veto the, the free veto that's the, the freedom to say no also uh written into i don't remember if they had a constitution written within the noble privileges were the right established by law, A, to conduct personal wars. So again, uh, the Polish Lithuanian oh. Commonwealth could be at peace, but some nobles could actively be fighting a civil war. And that's normal. That's totally chill. It happened all the time. 
Um, again, on a minor level throughout other feudal states, this already kind of happened anyway. But here it was codified. Also, if uh, nobles had perceived that some sort of wrong had been done them uh, from a legal perspective and they couldn't resolve it through the courts, A, they could declare personal war, or B, they had the legal right to rebel against the elected king. Full stop. So again, the, 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 the amount of privileges here that you have is extensive. And um, you find the king, essentially whoever they were at the time, um, being very, very hard pressed to affect really anything. Um, this uh, resulted in Poland. Again, this is the Commonwealth. It's not just Poland. Poland was actually a really small part of it. It was mostly, mostly Lithuanian territory. Um, but it, you know, comprised Ukraine and, and Belarus and all that shit. Um, found itself uh, often at war, often uh, at civil war, uh, lots of rebellions. Plus, you have all these ethnicities. Plus, you have all these fucking. Um, you exist at this um, intersection of religions as well. Poland, I'm talking about Poland proper now, is Catholic. Very, very, very Catholic, even to this day, actually. Uh, they are very staunchly Catholic. They've always seen themselves as this kind of bulwark against the East where you have Orthodoxy. Um, sprinkled throughout, you have both German populations and to the North, actual German fucking states like Courland. We talked about Courland. That was an ethnically German state who were Protestant or Lutheran at the time. Again, Protestants nowadays, there's so many fucking subdivisions. Back then, there were essentially Lutherans and Calvinists. The German, these, these Germans were Protestants. Again, religious foes, economic friends, economic foes, religious friends. It's, it's like this. Most of the peasantry of the Grand Duchy of Lithuania was Belarusian and Ukrainian. They were Orthodox. So they were oppressed for that reason too. Um, and also throughout this place, um, really important thing to remember later, is uh, there are huge Jewish populations. And again, uh, while it is, again, on the record that the, the Commonwealth was not as oppressive to Jewish people as a lot of other states were at the time, um, that's not really saying much because they were still horribly oppressive to the Jewish populations. Uh, because yeah, in I the mean, law... The expulsion I of the Jews was happening like way before any of the world wars started. Yeah, and mostly it was again. An, an, it was it was an economic choice. <laughs> <usual>. Tradition. <laughs> oh, the king happens to owe shit tons of money to the Jewish population. Why don't we just nullify that yeah. fucking loan and, and kick them all out? Um, so yeah, that's a you know variety of fucking places did that shit. So you have this kind of melting pot of cultures. Um, a bunch of them are oppressed. A bunch of them hate each other. Really, it's because that they're ruled by feudal overlords. But um, there's a lot of invented ways for them to hate each other. Um, the state becomes weaker and weaker throughout this. In the, 17th, uh, in the early 17th century, they're a very, very powerful state. Towards the end of the 17th century, under the rule of Augustus the Strong, the dude that had 300 fucking kids and who uh, buried his heart oh, yeah. in Dresden. Um, he wasn't a very good king. Again, he was, he, was a, he was a chill dude. Yeah, but he was a dope dad. He was a chill dude. He was a dope dad. Um, he could break a horseshoe in half with one hand. This is a documented fucking thing. It's a good dad trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was really bad at dealing with the nobility. So uh, essentially, Poland is internally fucking dividing itself. So you're going to see countries in the uh, 18th century start to essentially divide it up. Um, you're going to see Catherine going to be at the uh, at the forefront of that sort of stuff, although she didn't start off 
um, wanting to do that. Now, bringing it back to St. Petersburg. Real quick, I will be right back. Yeah. Continue on without me. Cool. He's had enough. I know. Son of a bitch. No. He always does this. No. Yeah, stay, be, be, a, be a fucking mensch and yawn like, like Dorian does. I have uh, PTSD. It's a symptom. <laughs> I, get, I get anxious and I yawn. Is that right? It's actually real. Am I, am I scaring you? <laughs> yeah. you am, I, am I bringing back fucking flashbacks of yeah, every, every time I think about Russia, I just... Uh, Poland had a very good army at the time uh, in the 17th yeah. century, but then because of feudal restrictions, we talked about how in the 18th century, uh, people are able to raise armies to the tune of 50,000 now. The main feudal levy in the Commonwealth was about 18,000. It was actually less at the beginning of the 18th century than the Polish-Lithuanian army was at the beginning of the 17th century. There's the, it, when you say that uh, you could that a uh, 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 country of 50,000, a single uh, feudal lord, feudal master could have. John, you, you broke up that, in, that entire time. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. What did you I say? like a robot piano. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I love. But it was I'd like to hear it. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. When you said that uh, you're now seeing armies of fifty thousand, are you talking about a single army or like individual, like little feudal lords to potentially? <laughs> this uh, is now we're we're now I, I kind of get a background in the 17th century a little bit, a little bit before that. We're now back in the 18th century where armies are professional, well paid. Again, in the 17th century during the Thirty Years' War, part of the reason there's huge devastation is because people regularly, regularly in every country just straight up sometimes didn't pay their men. It was just a thing. It was like the soldiers, when they, you know, when they were paid, they were actually paid very well, but on occasion they just weren't at all. So naturally you have, you know, this mercenary mindset where people go around and just, you know, rob and murder everybody. So that's why the 30 years war essentially depopulated a huge swath of Germany and was considered the worst war ever until like maybe even like world war one although the, the napoleonic war certainly did a, a fucking number on germany too which again germany is not a whole state at this point it is thousands of tiny little dukedoms and duchies and uh bishoprics and uh, counties led by counts and all that shit but let's bring it back to saint petersburg when we last left off, I think Peter the Third had just entered the um, on the throne. You're going to want to go left. Saint Petersburg's right on the on the the sea. Yeah, uh, Baltic Sea. Yeah, there it is. This is that northern capital that Peter the Great built. We can't escape him. We can never escape him. He's always with us. <laughs> he's, he's he's sitting right next to me. Oh God, why does he have a sword? Uh, but. Um, yeah, so Peter the Third, whose real name is, of course, Karl Peter Ulrich von Schleswig Holstein Gottorp. Uh, yeah. yeah, just rolls yeah. right off the tongue. Gottorp. Yeah, yeah, thus, yeah. So um, Karl is is a German boy. He's not a boy. He's a, he's you know he's seventeen. Um, That's a man. And his, that's his family member at this, at this point in history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his aunt, um, uh, Elizabeth Petrovna, is still in charge, and she wants to find him a wife because he seems to have no interest in 
you know, getting married or another, you know, he's, he's 17 or he might be either 16 or 17 at this time. And this kid loves fires. Oh, he loves, he loves the act of when a fire is burning and people come out and try to put it out and he goes like, he will, he'll hear like someone will report to the palace. Like, Hey, Pete, there's a fucking fire. And he straight up will load up his fucking carriage and he'll go there and he'll watch. That's, that's what he likes to do. Um, this again is a fun fucking fact that will help us later. Um, is he jacking but, off while he watches? Or yeah, I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. So again, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, so Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Petrovna, we talked about her last time. She wants to find um, him a wife that, according to her, these are her words, are from an ancient house, but a poor one. There's a reason for this. So she, you know, so she wouldn't get too fucking full of herself. So she would be chill with her very, very fucking mediocre son. Or sorry, it's not her son. It's uh, her nephew, I think. Elizabeth Petrovna never marries. And she, you know, looks far and looks wide. And eventually she remembers in her own childhood. This is kind of a lot of the books I read, uh, a really high authority in this is actually a modern day monarchist. So if I start singing these fuckers praises at one point, somebody just slapped me. Uh, but again, uh, a very, very highly respected fucking uh, writer on this is politically a monarchist. So sometimes he gets a little carried away. Um, Elizabeth thinks back to her past back when she was actually betrothed or wanted to be betrothed and back when people were betrothed back then and the nobility and whatever, they were sent portraits of one another just to be like, Hey, this is what your fucking uh, partner for life is going to be. You don't get a choice. Um, but that's what they look like. And they're fucking ass ugly. But in this case, the young Elizabeth way back in her day, before she ever uh, took the throne, she sees a portrait of this young gentleman from uh, Anhalt which is a German duchy, but he's not even in charge of Anhalt. He's from um, a town called Stetten, which is in Pomerania, which is the northern coast of Germany. Um, nowadays, it's this town of Szczecin in Poland. I, may be, I might be butchering that, um, but it's currently, and nowadays it's a town in Poland. It used to be a town in, I think, Prussia, but he was from the house of Anhalt, which is technically a subsidiary house of the Brandenburg line, but nobody fucking wants to hear that shit. Even I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you look in Stettin, S-T-E-T-T-I-N, it should kick you to uh, the modern day city. But she gets a portrait of a young gentleman and she's young and he's young and he's this, you know, young, uh, blue eyed, blonde haired gentleman. And uh, she falls in love. People were people did that in the 18th centuries. They could look at someone's portrait again, a lot of, there's still some enlightenment thinking, but at the same time, again, these people are deeply religious, extremely superstitious, believe in a variety of fucking, you know, magical ways of thinking. They 100% believe in true love. They read the thing. She falls in love with this guy. And then he dies of smallpox. And uh, supposedly, again, and this might be the guy that this wrote the book. Right? Again, it, nowadays it, it, as well, where, Sure. I'll, I'll yeah, just, fall in love with an OnlyFans model, and then and then, and then, and then they'll die yeah. from coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fully preventable disease. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but um, yeah, and again, she entertains suitors from time to time, but she never marries. So there is some kind of background evidence for this sort of thing, but it is it's one of those like romantic stories. And when it's time for her to seek uh, a wife for her um, chosen successor, again. 
the law enables her to choose her successor. This is just the guy. I mean, there's nobody else that's better. I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of rough. Um, she remembers this house of Anhalt and the, the boy that she fell in love with, his niece is a very young girl. Uh, she's 15. Her name is Sophia Frederica. Um, Sophia Augusta Frederica of Anhalt Sebst Dornburg. And she's a 15 year old girl. And she's the and she kind of, again, the, the, the portrait, it kind of reminds her of this boy that she fell in love with. And that's the one who chooses or he does. Peter doesn't choose shit. He doesn't care. Um, but uh, this is Elizabeth, the, the queen, the, the empress regnant chooses this girl and has her essentially shipped out. This is a huge boon for the girl, Sophia. She is from she's absolutely fucking destitute by the terms of nobility. All right, I have to I have to fucking uh, parse this with. She's still a member of a noble fucking house. She's not begging in the streets. So, father, so in the end, she didn't mind being in the Wayfair cabinet for too long. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, odd that you mentioned that. I'm pretty sure carriages were about the same size. Um, would, would you but, say uh, that she's a uh, lady in the streets and also a lady on the streets? At this point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's essentially a she's essentially a girl at this point. Um, so again, her house is completely destitute, but it dates back to the 11th century. Her, uh, she, amongst her ancestors, she counts the kings of Sweden, the dukes of Anhalt, uh, a variety of different no- houses of nobility in Germany. Very respectable house. It's fallen on some hard times. Her dad is only, quote unquote, uh, essentially the city governor of the city of Stetten. He doesn't have a county to his name. It's just a city that uh, Frederick let him. Exactly. What a fucking douche douche muffin. You almost said something else. No, isn't that right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 My apologies. (laughs) That's it. We are are done. We are changing the name of the podcast you can, you to the anti-Semite yeah, dungeon. So far yeah, the, the yeah, 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 the, the, comes out. Yeah, the, yeah. The, this is now the anti-Semite hour. All right. <laughs> he he had no county, only, yeah, only, only What kind of Jew? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Um, so, uh, I um, love you. I love you too. Oh. And of course, obviously, I didn't mean anything by that shit. You know. Um. The city, of, the city of the city of the city of Stratton is located in Prussia. Prussia is ruled by Frederick the Great. Um, Prussia is currently involved in the Seven Years' War with Russia. Prussia is losing very, very badly because there's also um, France and Great Britain, and essentially Frederick managed to piss off most of the most of the European world. Um, just for a land grab in Austria. So um, Frederick, great general, great statesman, um, lots of good reforms, very intelligent guy. He's losing. Um, so he essentially sends, she, he gives the okay for this girl to go. He immediately promotes the dad to a field marshal to make the family be um, more palatable or whatever. The dude's never commanded troops in his life. Frederick makes him a field marshal. Um, and he sends the mom with her to, frankly, spy, to influence the throne, to uh, start a palace intrigue, uh, 
essentially turn stuff around. Um, and away they go. It's it's Sophia and her mom. They uh, start driving in a carriage in uh, December, I think. They cross into uh, Russia um, around January. Takes them a month or so to travel by carriage. Uh, at the border crossing, they're greeted with uh, a gun salute and they're given earn mine coats. And she makes her way through. And again, this is a 15, 16 year old girl at this point. Clearly, people are very impressionable. She reads a lot. She's very erudite. Uh, the, the journey is the longest journey she's ever been on. It, it takes it affects her. She starts to kind of see things differently. She she travels past peasant communes, peasant farms, these noble estates. She starts to learn. She starts to write. Uh, she's already fluent at this point in German, French. And I want to say English. She's already, you know, she's 15 years. She's already flown in these languages. She starts immediately to learn Russian. Um, she arrives in St. Petersburg. Uh, Peter III is like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, but she's, you know, so they're betrothed or whatever. Um, she starts to learn Russian. She gets herself a spiritual advisor on the Orthodox faith. She's a Lutheran. She's born and raised Lutheran. The, the, the only thing that her dad told her when she was leaving and the last thing he told her was stay true to the Lutheran faith. That's the only <laughs> fucking advice he gave her. Again, it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, just stay, yeah. stay true to the Lutheran faith. Again, it's possible. There's, <clears throat> Lutheran, there's Lutheran churches in uh, St. Petersburg. There's a German population. Again, it's not completely impossible. She gets an Orthodox uh, advisor. She gets a Russian teacher. And I think she gets a, a ballet instructor, actually starts to learn how to dance, speak Russian, write in Russian, uh, whatever. Um, when she's doing this in the palace, she likes to keep the windows open. It's not Stetten anymore. It's St. Petersburg, and it's wintertime. She catches pneumonia. She's close to death. Her mother, again, again, the people are very religious, whatever. Her mother sends for a Lutheran uh, preacher, essentially. She's like, no. I want an Orthodox one. People notice this and they're like, oh, well. so uh, she recovers. Her opinion of her is already fucking rising. She decides to convert to Orthodox Christianity. So fuck you, dad, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. She, <laughs> dad, yeah. Sometimes all you need to do it to make it politics is say, fuck yeah. you, dad. <laughs> she, stops, she stops speaking German. She starts speaking exclusively in Russian. She starts writing exclusively in Russian uh, and French when it's it's foreign or whatever. I think she converts, takes on, native. Yeah. She well, takes this... on the name <laughs> Catherine Yekaterina. This is the story of, uh, of Black Widow, right? Yes, no, I was, I was eventually. Say, yeah, she's got a ballet instructor. She's learning Russian. She's going mm -hmm. to become an assassin at some point. Correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so she and from then on, she's forever known as Catherine Alexeyevna. So, you know, her dad's name—I don't even remember if her name was. No, yeah, her dad's name was Christian. So, uh, you know, she just she picks, I guess, or uh, someone gives her a patronymic of Alexeyevna. So in God or whatever her father was named Alexei. Um, yeah. And from then on, they get betrayed because you can't get married unless it's in the proper ceremony. So they get married. Um, and she kind of starts fitting into life. She, you know, uh, Elizabeth starts to respect her, that sort of thing. Peter won't fucking look at her at all. Um, at one point, so much so that uh, Elizabeth, the current um, empress, 
actually calls them into her like into her room at one point and like is like why the fuck aren't y'all making kids <laughs> and uh, from here there are there are different accounts this is where the accounts split um some say some accounts say that it is because peter had a quote-unquote defect that needed to be corrected inside out dick with circumcision <laughs> after which he like was asked, yeah. Uh, so yeah so apparently he had no, no, as soon as he got as soon as he got circumcised not only was he interested in banging he was interested in banging everyone yeah. so not only was the, he fucking yeah not only was the, he banging the, her the, he was banging everyone goose is loose yeah um, there's other accounts <laughs> there are other accounts that say he was already unfaithful to her and simply just did not like her um he is recorded to have been uh, referred to her as the backup madame um that's what he called it yeah he straight up at one point at one point they do have a son together the future emperor paul the first that's nice of him but uh essentially he starts pretty openly talking about and frankly taking his mistresses around her Again, she feels super, super slighted by this. She came in with, you know, she was this bright-eyed young woman expecting something and getting something completely different. Um, Naturally, eventually, she starts taking uh, people that are actually interested in her as well. I think that's totally fucking fine. So many people Um, get tricked into polyamory, you know? Like, everyone (laughs) goes into it thinking, oh, this is going to be fine. I'm going to have my dick turned right side out. And we're and all you gotta, have my girlfriends and you'll yeah. and, and, then, and then you gotta <laughs> deal with the human emotions of it. Yeah. Jesus. And the Russian yeah. politics, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um <laughs> so there's some, you know, there's different angles to this because A, mommy is trying to fucking work palace intrigues and shit at one point gets discovered. Wait, which one's mommy now? Uh mommy is <laughs> mommy uh, is her mom or mommy is actual, the one that just had the kid. <laughs> mommy is uh her actual biological mom. Okay. So I, so, I don't so remember if they mommy's mom room. is the yeah. So mommy's is, trying to do some dumb shit. She's sending letters to Prussia and trying to uh, you know sneak behind and shit. She gets found out, and I don't remember if she gets sent home or you just you just don't really hear from her anymore. But we know that she wasn't killed. So she's either you know in some sort of exile or she went back home or whatever. You just kind of don't really hear from her much anymore. God, my daughter's such a bitch. I'm going to send a letter to Prussia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So apparently uh, really what Frederick wanted, he wanted the foreign minister affairs, the uh, minister of foreign affairs essentially displaced because he was conducting, uh, you know, hostile politics to Prussia or whatever. And Peter the third on record, a is German B loves Frederick. Like is fucking hot for Frederick the Great. Wants Russia to be like Prussia, etc., etc., etc. Of course, Peter the Third is Lutheran. He's practicing Lutheran. Um, so again, there's already beginning to be these kind of seeds of what the fuck is Peter the Third doing? Um, he's fully German. He's got these weird shit he does. He's seemingly completely unaware of. Um what's going on around him. Like there, 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 there's been theories that he was mentally ill, but again, a lot of this stuff was written by essentially people hostile to him. So uh, I would say again, from reading what I've been reading, he was mostly just really ignorant and just kind of really focused on the shit he was focused on and extraordinarily, extraordinarily nonchalant about other shit. Um, and eventually Elizabeth passes away. This is uh his aunt, the current empress, she passes away. 
and he is getting ready to become the emperor. Very, very crucial. He is not crowned emperor yet. So there's a, there's a mourning period during which people wear black around the palace. There's this official mourning period. I don't remember how long it's supposed to take. Um, I don't, I think it might be three months. It might be some sort of thing. Um, so he's not crowned yet. He is just like the next person. He, you know, he's in charge. He's very clearly emperor, but he's not crowned. Also, during this time, uh, Catherine, now the former Sophia, um, she, you know, she has people she sleeps with. And this is the 18th century. She gets pregnant. She's very, very clearly pregnant, not by uh, Peter. At this point, Peter is living in one wing of the Winter Palace and she's living in another. People know that this, he's not her dad, uh, or he's not her uh kid's father because he's, he's open he's uh, uh, true but uh he's openly living with his mistress essentially like completely openly like this is they, they, they although at one point earlier they had this weird kind of, kind of polyamorous thing where they would dinner together and have pleasant conversations and then they would kind of you know do the midwestern oh well um <laughs> right time, slap time your I, yeah yeah time this whole slap me got other. up and i i'm good best 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 yeah, for you time to, uh, to, yeah um, we're uh, we're uh, we're gonna do our thing and then that's kind of how they existed for a couple of years I love just like in any poly situation, they all, all of their interactions together after a while became board games <laughs> and running off to fuck other people. <laughs> it's actually really bizarre how correct you are. Um, but um, yeah, so, but again, uh, the, the emperor's wife having a kid by somebody else, generally not chill. So... How do they hide the fact that she's literally going into labor? Puffy dresses. No, they uh, uh, go. One of, her, one of her lovers sets his fucking mansion on fire. Okay. Peter III's like, oh, fuck. It's, it's a fire. It's time to go walk. <laughs> so, so, yeah, one of, one of Catherine's favorites, you know, <clears throat> one point lovers, he sets his fucking mansion on fire so, he, so she can have this kid. Um, and he sacrifices his mansions again, not a huge sacrifice. These guys, these people had multiple mansions or whatever, but it's a funny little anecdote that like, yeah, that's what it fucking took. She yeah, gave I mean, birth. If your option is to, to watch a mansion burn down or a woman's <laughs> vagina explode, which one is it going to be? So if essentially he never, he never found out. Kind of I think the story goes, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this, this, this baby boy, they give him a completely different name. His last name is oh, Babinski. Oh, Babinski. That's Bab a good name for a baby. Babrinsky. Oh, Babrinsky. His last, yeah. I think his Babrinsky. name is Andre or something. Uh, but, yeah. so he gets his own coat of arms and everything and eventually paul who is his actual half-brother he eventually gives him like a noble title or whatever but that's later um the, the his descendants are still alive today um they're still around and some of them have done some fun stuff like um there was one half of the family that left with the revolution and there's another side of the family that stayed and we're like you know what we're gonna try to make shit work in this new new place we're going to give it a shot and i think one of the babrinskis was a very very well decorated like a uh, soviet biologist or something like he discovered some, like there's like animals named after him and shit so they're uh the babrinskis are still alive and well uh they're doing pretty cool you know and uh they're they're pretty chill so great crazy idea yeah. but it might be true okay mm. what if bush he What's that? uh well, the, the President Bush, the, the, the younger, Bush okay. the younger. Okay, the, um, the, the more dumb one. 
Yeah, the, the dumber one. Okay. Um, what if he had a mistress and she mm-hmm. was having twins? Okay. And he knew that the media would pay less attention to that if he just like lit two really big buildings on fire. Okay. Continue <laughs> with this. I yeah. like this. I like this line of reasoning. Okay. I think maybe hypothetically, maybe okay. that's what happened. Maybe mm-hmm. there are two little they were twins, dumber yeah. twin bushes around. Sure. Named Tower and One two, and Tower Two. If you were, yeah. uh-huh. well, there's like also there's well, also there's triplets because Tower Seven. No, yeah. no, one is no one's name is like Whitney, Tatiana, Charles, and the other one's name is just Pentagon. Pentagonia. Yeah, Pentagonia. Um, yeah, and they're just they're they're frolicking around some fucking boarding school somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Although no, my God, it's been so long. They're probably like adults now. Oh God. Oh no. Yeah, they're twenty they're years. They can drink twenty-year-old shitheads now. No, yeah. the eighties were twenty years ago. Don't don't confuse me. All right, the eighties were twenty years ago. The nineties were ten years ago. This is how it's going to forever be. Um, yeah, you stay in that fugue state. Goddamn right. <laughs> This is the only reality. (laughs) Anytime, yeah, anytime I'm on this podcast, it's the only reality I ever experience. Everything else is a fucking walking nightmare. 9-11 is always yesterday. That's true. (laughs) Christ almighty. What a a crock of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh shit. Y2K, man. I'm really stressed about that. Yeah. I was stressed about that. My parents went fucking insane about Y2K. (laughs) I was 10 and I remember being pretty worried about my digital watch. I, I was like, mm. what's going to happen really if I stressed, you, though? You're right. It's going to starve for a hundred years, thousand years. Yeah. I, I was really worried about it, but I think it's the only conspiracy thing that my family hasn't in some way taken seriously, which is mm. crazy because it was so widespread. Yeah. Yeah. So they saw past the whole, like. They saw past Amer- Y2K. They saw past, uh, like, the American dream and stuff. Okay. Never mind. No, no, they're, they're into the rest of the conspiracy. <laughs> oh, they were into Okay. Yeah. That's cool. the only one that they're the into. The whole, yeah, like the country is democratically run. They were, yeah. they were into that. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah. Secret so, baby, fire. She, she gives birth a secret baby. It's a fun story. The Everybody Black Hands World War I. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. What a, what a mess. Um, actually, yeah, the Austria, Austria Hungary was actually in a much better state than people like to say it was but eh. what year is it right yeah. now it's oh fuck i think it's 1762 did it's we get to year. 1762 yeah it's good year. yeah so i think this is either winter or something uh 1762 elizabeth dies we're still in this kind of mourning period um eventually what ends up happening is peter the third is sensing his power I'm, I'm coming onto the throne i'm coming in general just like <laughs> just he starts to issue decrees or rather he starts talking about things. These things are, again, we're in the Seven Years' War. We're winning. Berlin has actually been captured at this point. Um, Peter III's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we're actually going to become Prussia's ally now. And we're going to help uh, against all of Prussia's enemies. Also, by the way, Denmark has stolen Holstein. So we're going to go to war with Prussia. Prussia's going to be our ally. And we're going to go with Denmark. Our traditional ally to get uh, Holstein back really quick. And that's how Hamlet ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's how we don't get to Hamlet ever uh, later because I would say that Paul, his son, 
uh, there's a very, very much like father, like son kind of situation. It's been told that it's been said that uh, perhaps Paul is not Peter the third real son. He could have been a son by, you know, one of the uh, Elizabeth's uh, many lovers, Pauls. many, many molecule. But uh, it's again, you'll see this kind of parallels in their lives throughout. Uh, I think he's very much his father's son. Um, but it, that's that's bad. Obviously, we're you know, we're in a winning war. This is completely dishonorable. He sends a letter, this glowing letter to Frederick, and Frederick, he's not a moron, sends him back a letter saying like, uh, "Hey, bud, you don't think this is kind of sudden? Like maybe because he was like." Um, not demanding any kind of territory from Prussia. He was giving shit to Prussia. He was offering to like, I mean, and Frederick, because he's actually a good politician, he's like, yeah, um, maybe this isn't a good idea, bud. Um, like perhaps you're being like, his words were like, perhaps you're being too hasty and making this many concessions to me. Uh, you know, like he was, Frederick was like, this dude's about to get overthrown. Um, I love and how the final John shitpost uh, Google search actually <laughs> resulted in something. <laughs> Yeah. What is what is the shit post? Uh, he asked how many bulls did Peter the Third's wife have? And the there first result is why Catherine the Great's enemies turned her into a sex fiend. Yeah. That's actually uh, yeah. There's a uh, there's I think a Lutheran monk that actually ended up writing a lot of apocryphal shit about the whole about the horse thing, about uh, you know her just being super sex crazy. A lot the of it is uh, yeah. There's a there's a very famous story that Catherine the Great like to enjoy mm -hmm. things with a horse what kind of things oh all sorts of things wonderful things i'll show you later if don't you, look if you... it up john <laughs> <laughs> i don't like bull things yeah but with a horse so, yeah a lot of I, these I, things I let are... you get away with the bull search we, we could stop it there yeah. go back to the map john so you're lucky um, i'm out of written warnings <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're honest you're honest. Been nice son although frankly didn't you say you're already being fired i mean you can do whatever you want yeah, um, i actually have to interview my replacement next week so. there you go <laughs> yeah. well i hope they're wonderful but not as wonderful as you john i love yeah. you yeah. um anyway here's the kicker the kicker is he wants to fucking take lands away and powers away from the church. Mm -hmm. uh, dismiss all the uh, cloisters and monasteries, take their property and start subdividing it. Essentially, he wants to, this is what people thought, uh, turn the religion into Lutheranism, essentially. Again, Russia is a very religious, very orthodox country. That was essentially the last straw. Never again, I think, in Russian history, up until this point or whatever, did he turn every single part of Russia against himself so fucking thoroughly as with these fucking um, decrees? Everyone in the city, absolutely everyone, except his personal household, knew for a fact that there was a palace coup coming and it was coming fucking soon. And everyone was very on board and very excited to see it happen. Um, however, um, Peter III, being in his awesome state, went to uh, Iranianbaum, which is actually a place. It might even be seen. It's, a, it's another one of his palaces outside the city limits of St. Petersburg at the time um, to celebrate or get ready to celebrate his either it was either his birthday or his accession or something. He was, he was about to celebrate something, getting ready. Uh, essentially, it was him, his full-time mistress, 
I think her name was Elizabeth Vransova or whatever, again, um, and his personal household, which are mostly Germans, you know, Lutheran. Again, I think there were like 300, 400 people with him. And then Elizabeth is clearly like, all right, it's time. And it's driven by the fact that one of the conspirators, a lower ranked officer, is captured and arrested and is due to be um, questioned or interrogated or whatever under torture. And what happens is the soldiers that guard him literally open the fucking window for him and they're like, <laughs> go, dude. Again, every, at every level at, and on the, in the guard units, in the army units that are stationed in the capital, in the army units that are stationed around the capital, in the civilian populations, even the fucking peasants were like, let's let's get this guy out of here um so uh so catherine's at peter peterhoff right now they come get her she drives in she enters saint petersburg fucking triumphantly the guard regiment uh ismailovsky comes up and swears fealty to her and she's like we will go to combat for you right away the the, the other regiment uh shows up and they're like we are so sorry we were not the first but we you know we heard the news from across the city so it took some time we apologize we're used to being first so they try to fucking say and then this uh, the Semyonovsky guard come in and say but oh Mark, we didn't hear but we would have been here first or like it's that kind of fucking thing all of them swear loyalty to her she goes to the uh cathedral and essentially and she's dressed in all black she's not wearing the traditional order of saint andrew which is blue which is what all monarchs wear she's wearing the red of i think catherine or anna i don't remember she's essentially she's not she's not pretending to be the empress yet you know she's kind of dressed as a vampire yeah Yeah. it's, it's it's baller but is she again, she's trying to do everything, quote unquote, correctly. She's trying to, to place herself. Again, this is all very intentional, very thought out. She is trying not to see show herself as a usurper. She is this kind of personage that is being she's the right person for the job, but she is not saying that I'm taking this throne or whatever. Oh, oh, you guys wanted me. Oh, well, I guess, you know, it was one of those things. Um um, word of this tranquil, I, I think word travels down to Iranian bound to Peter the third, like the next day. And there's fucking full blown panic. Uh, Peter, the great, uh, fuck, he is not the great. Holy shit. It's, it's just Freudian slip hour today. Um, yeah, Peter, the third's uh, staff or whatever essentially starts melting away. Everyone is either just quietly leaving or is saying things like, oh, we'll bring this usurper to justice for you, sneak out, go to St. Petersburg, and immediately pledge their fucking loyalty. (laughs) There's only one, and now we're going to have another anecdote, because I think this is really neat and funny. Uh, There's only like like 300 servants left that are German speakers, and a couple soldiers, and one old general. Like he's in his like 70s or 80s. And he's the only one, uh, Mini. He was one of uh, Anna Ioannovna's Germans, actually, if we remember Anna and her fucking German coterie. And Minik is the only one that's like, no, fuck that. We'll, 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 we'll capture it back. We need to fucking steal a ship. We need to go to Kronstadt, which is the naval base a little bit north of St. Petersburg. We'll raise the fucking fleet. We'll, we'll fuck shit up. Like he's like, he springs into action and Peter the third's like really like he, Peter the third finally realizes that he's, he, you know, he's fucked. But just for a moment, this old field marshal, this general is like, no, we could fucking do. This. So they get all the servants and they get Peter and they get his mistress and they get the old dude. They steal a fucking galley, which is a road, big ship 
but the trick is there's no fucking there's uh, no galley people say, there's they, nobody they to row have... yeah <laughs> so again that's why i think it's, it's it's a neat fucking story they steal a ship and then all these nobles and peter himself has to row the fucking galley boat and they have this little fucking adventure they row actually do row all the way down to kronstadt but unfortunately or fortunately by that point there's been a messenger from there and all of the so they actually get a warning shot um the, the the fortress actually shoots a warning shot at them and says you can't approach fucking get the fuck out of here so they go back to iranian bound and eventually he's he, he starts sending letters to her and he's like oh come talk to me we'll discuss terms and days go by and she obviously doesn't respond at all and eventually he's like all right i'm ready to i'm ready to resign i'm ready to step down essentially and then she comes down to him and at this point she's not decked out in the black whatever she's dressed up in a military uniform she's dressed up in a colonel's outfit there's a portrait of her famous portrait type in catherine the great uh it'll, it'll be an equestrian portrait of her uh she's dressed um she's dressed in a colonel's uniform for the prayer brzezinski it's with a c uh, catherine the great mr hands no <laughs> catherine the great, just 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 do portrait or you can just do catherine great Oh, there you go. Nice. Equ- equestrian portrait. Equestrian portrait. Yeah, Man, that's the her, one. her as a, a pony. That's the one. Be pretty cool. Again, her and horses. The motif continues. Um, Beautiful. But, uh, oh, yeah, the first one on top queen. one. Um, yes, Yas Queen. She's there. She is. She's got the blue of the St. Andrews. She's got sword in hand. And she goes down to meet him this way. He signs everything away. It's extraordinarily embarrassing. Essentially, the, the text says, because he is incapable of governance, she gets everything it's you know it's very boss queen moment yeah she's yeah yeah. everybody fucking wants her because a she's shown herself to be uh orthodox she's shown herself to be educated she's shown herself to be very image conscious you'll see this later in her life she's very very conscious of her public image she she definitely scrubbed her socials for sure before she did this (laughs) so um uh, yeah, so she's very clearly seen to be like, yeah, it's it's you know this is who we want, and he essentially goes into internal exile, and then he kind of dies, Peter the Third under very mysterious circumstances. Hmm. Girl blast to death. <laughs> there are again the this is one of those contentious things to this day. There's concrete fucking data that shows that Peter the Third was killed. No. Um, there was there was there's violence involved there's also a letter rendered apart by horses there is also no there's a there's a letter on to death Mm. um but essentially it's 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 because a lot of these nobles that also hung out with Catherine, they they would go down and hang out with him essentially they'd get drunk together it's russia after all um and essentially what happened is they got drunk and there's a handwritten letter from alexey orlov orlov um one of Catherine the greats um essentially bows and it's very shaky hand they said uh, we got drunk and we killed him please forgive us please don't like for the for the love of my brother for whatever like just for like for essentially for daddy's sake for like please don't put me to death is this very very shaky hand and of course she doesn't put him to death uh because it may have been orchestrated by her but there's no concrete fucking evidence of that 
again, he was he was killed. You have the, you have this letter, uh, but she ordered an autopsy, and uh, she specifically made it a point to for the doctors to say, "Hey, make sure you check him for poison." And naturally, nobody found any poison. She was like, "Ha ha, I didn't poison him, therefore I didn't kill him." So it was one of those fucking things. Well, it's also, <laughs> but, uh, the top of his head is missing. <laughs> poison yeah. was considered a woman's weapon at this point in time, so. If you could prove that it wasn't poison, it's like, well, of course, I would never have Hmm. killed him any other way. Uh, It seems he wasn't murdered by strychnine or a stiletto boot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no no way that this was done by a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was was a woman's weapon and a weapon of Italians. So we're bringing it back to, uh, you know, making fun of Italians. Uh, It was, yeah, it was 100% in Venice. They they love love to kill each other with poison in Venice, man. Holy shit. Just going back ages. Um, I mean, why as a man are you living in a place called Venice? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually Attila's fault. Uh, it's because of Attila, because Attila burns a place called Aquileia down to the ground, and it was a huge metropolitan Roman city, and all those people, uh, or what was left of them, had to go somewhere, and to escape the Huns, they uh, decided to go onto an island in the middle of a marsh, and that's how Venice was founded, because they were running away from the Huns. Cowardice. And they, I mean, they like I said, still haven't stopped murdering each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, this is so yeah this is the accession of Catherine the Great she's just known as Catherine uh, Alexeyevna at this point Uh, this is her accession to power this is where I'm going to end for today Um, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's questions uh, commentary from you guys anything you guys want to know but my narrative for now is done no no Um, that's quite good I don't know if there's I don't know if there's people have anything to say does Peter the Great come back Uh, yes he is uh, he comes back in episode uh, 18 Okay, and he is actually not a zombie. He is what in uh, fifth edition is called a ghast. So oh, he has a, yeah. so there's a little bit less of a uh, there's a little bit less of more of a resistance to uh, turn undead, I think. But that's more at the like the fifth or sixth level. I I was hoping it was going to be uh, Peter the Lich. Oh no 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 that's that's so, that's after the second Soviet Union. Peter yeah. the Ghoul. Yeah. yeah. No, there's another again a ghoul is like a low level ga- gas. Yeah. It has some pretty clear like passive saves I, against I, I stuff. I think yeah. this is the, the wrong Slavic region for this kind of uh, mythology. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Slavs actually share very common mythology. So stuff you see in The Witcher is actually very common to the stuff I grew up with. Um, like outside, like there were just shit like that in the streets. Wait, you you like, grew up in the Witcher? Is that you what just, you're saying? You just saw ghouls <laughs> running around. Well, the Witcher is uh, the pan Andrzej Sapkowski wrote um, modern day people into a medieval world. There's no attempt by him to write medieval characters. Um, he that, essentially that wrote in how, um, in, in those games. Yeah, how modern day people would act in a medieval world, and he does he does it in a wonderful way. Um, yeah. His books are wonderful, but they are by no means what medieval life was like. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate, but I'm gonna mean it. Are you gonna be like super I, like? Misogynist? I haven't. No. Okay. No. Well, not this no. time. I'm gonna say we haven't we haven't hit all the fucking points. I mean, we we had anti-Semitism. I mean, I, I've said a lot of things okay. that might make ladies angry. Um, not because I hate them, mm-hmm. but because I don't know how to express that I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the whole thing. 
Uh, but you, you no, hurt the uh, ones you love the most. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't I haven't played Witcher three, but uh, Witcher media in general seems to be uh, the word is bad. It seems to be shitty. What like it like poorly made or it just seems bad. I tried playing the first game; it was garbage. No, the no, show no. looks bad. The, the third one is the only good one, and it's only after they okay. fixed all the bugs. So now, now I don't it's even good remember the second one Actually, happening. I enjoyed the second one, but well, yeah, it's a bit hard nerd. to get. It's hard to get into. Yeah, you fucking nerds. What what you, you want to do? Dark is, <laughs> what you want to do is actually. You uh, go, what do I want to do to enjoy you the wanna, Witcher? You want to go read the books is what you want mm-hmm. to do. That's actually where the, the, the juice is. And so, what you really actually want to do is... Uh, I don't why know. am I seeing more and more horses? Uh, because John will not stop scrolling down the yeah. Google search results of Catherine the Great Equestrian. Won't stop. I see. Can't stop. Now we're All seeing right. some of the the uh, the horse lovers that she take, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Look well, at the, uh, the fourth Catherine guy. the Great Equestria. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that's a look, that's look a whole Catherine subculture. The great fucks horses. Uh, don't look there you go. Up. don't look that up. Yeah, don't look don't no. on your own time, John. Yeah. And certainly not at certainly not at work. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, true. NSFW. Yeah. NSFD. Not <laughs> safe for Catherine dungeon. The <laughs> now we've just got like <laughs> some this random just, chicks just, from like a just couple a, years ago. Just some girls named Cass. It's just a bunch of ladies on horses. All right. Well, cool. All right. Um, so, no questions. Anybody have any issues? Devil's advocate shit. No, I don't. Hey, think, Ted, uh, you suck. I don't believe in history. You don't believe in? I, I, I don't think do it I happened. Do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, this is all. I theoretical. think it's a fun story you just told. That's true. I mean, that's essentially all it is. It's it's none of it is true. I made all of it out from whole, whole cloth. Uh, Russia actually is not a real thing. Well, so, we do agree on that. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No. Hey. I, you you convinced me from the very get go that uh, borders are meaningless because that's uh, yeah. correct. With the and very new. That is yeah. yeah that's completely a very new thing. I'd oh. say they they started after the Westphalia, and they were really <laughs> fucking boofed after probably versailles 1918 that's when that's when when borders were real important um important uh important comment in the chat uh as descendant of of southern italians i'm okay with venice slander so you know i think i know who that is but uh shout out um so god bless yeah God bless. No, it's 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 great to be there. And I again, honestly, I did not know it was going to be sixty nine. I just nice. from the bottom from the bottom of my heart, well, guys. You know, most from the bottom and the top. From, from the bottom and the top of my heart, <laughs> same time. Nice uh, from the yin yang of my of yeah. my heart. Yeah. Most of the Thank time, you for your oral presentation uh, today. The, the sixty nine no, is a pleasant surprise, so it's actually you know fitting. That's that wonderful. Time. It very Thank rarely you. is. Thank you for. Yeah. It's not good for anyone. It's it's posi- it's positioning, and then there's like maybe pillows you can get, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you just it's it's like buying a, a some kind of weird kitchen gadget at that point. It's like I'm going to use this once every six months. Why yeah. did I just start thinking of mandolins? God damn it! <laughs> I was thinking of slap chop, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Sixty nine is really the slap chop of sex. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, it's the the hard boiled egg cutter of sex. It's never yeah, quite. There you go. Yeah. It's never quite oh, sharp enough. Slicer. Yeah. Never quite sharp enough when you need it to be. 
but never quite Parts soft of it are enough. too long and parts yeah. are too yeah. short. And nothing fits together afterwards. And you have to wash. You so have to much, wash. So much washing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, cool. On that All right. note. Um, All right, boys. I get it. At no point do I uh, endorse monarchies or the maltreatment of serfs or ethno states or whatever. I this think is you just... did make that clear at some point. Uh, I just... think monarchies or... are funny. They're very funny, but they have absolutely, <laughs> but they have absolutely no place in modern society. Even quote unquote harmless ones like constitutional ones, because they are a focal point for the right to gather around. We're, and, we're have, and they also uh, literally exist to distract uh, the poor from their troubles. So yeah, yeah. we're going to have you and Minch's mold bug come on a podcast together and, and duke it out over corporate monarchies. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really fun. Make a little patchwork. Um, Anyway, thank you, Teddy. I love yes. you. Yes, God thank bless. you. Thank you very Absolute much God for bless. your time tonight, uh, Teddy. Thank um, you, listeners. Thank you so much. Don't no, you we just refer dare. to them as as a as a monolith. They're they're the listener. They're they're, they're called God listener bless. for their many within them. Thank yes. you, listener. Thank you for your patience. No, no, no. You're, you're one of our you're one of our favored guests. Um, we will have <laughs> you back on again. Uh, sometime Someday. sometime in the near future, hopefully. And you, um, schedule permitting just and also next time you come on just just realize you can't give the listener you, you give them an inch you know yeah they'll take, take a like, mile. yeah they'll take like a nautical inch and that's like yeah. two times as long <laughs> yeah, for sure. Double, it's like two inches <laughs> yeah <laughs> give them, you give them an inch so, and they'll take a they'll take a knot or whatever yeah. i don't know yeah so just just uh re- really quickly you know it, it might be helpful to just put them in their place uh, yeah like, uh, yeah Play him, you, the, nerd. play him the fucking no. Tom Hanks video okay, right. of the one where Tom yeah. Hanks dies. <laughs> that we are guy. everywhere. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. And with that, Dorian froze. That's it. I love that. Oh, yeah. That's a good oh, yeah. freeze frame. Actually, go. Oh, my God. Freeze frame. Perfect. Maybe we can get something done, though. You're wondering how I got to be like this. <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> I bet yeah. you're wondering I, how I got here. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, yeah, so um, as always, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is a free broadcast and will always be a free broadcast. If you would like to support this, please go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Um, more content on the way. Uh, Danko and I are actually working on uh, papers for a publication, uh, which we're pretty excited about. Um those will be published eventually um also now that i'm working in a new job i will actually have time to do some of the uh the uh videos that i've been working on um so those are those are in the works i'm writing the scripts for them in earnest now not just pasting notes into the same google doc and never touching it again uh, but actually writing them um we have the workshop uh, oh, oh, Dorian's coming back. Shut shut the door. See if we can get him in here. There he is. Oh, he's on his he's on his phone now. <laughs> um I guess Dorian, would you like to, to plug the Truncata workshop? 
You guys know the deal with it. Uh, Saturdays, 11 a.m. until uh, 2 p.m. PST. Uh, we've got the workshop. Uh, paying is optional. Uh, otherwise, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Trincata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Um, again, every Saturday, we've got that. Uh, got a good group going. We're reading Derrida now. Don't let that scare you away. It's the only Derrida we're reading. And... Um, that's it for me. Check out the Eight Plates uh, podcast that I was on recently. There's no theme or anything. It's just both of us. So it's pretty It's pretty fun. Yeah, we are We are going to have Eight Plates on, uh, I forget which day, but it's uh, sometime pretty close after Christmas, I believe. We're going to talk about food. Yeah, we're going to talk about food culture. Mm. Um, we'll be good. As always, we love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. Make sure to share some with your friends.